0: Well, welcome everyone. This is episode number 13 of the Leader's Fuel Daily Podcast. And I'm very uh, privileged to have Jordan Floyd here with me today and having a discussion. Uh, Jordan and I have known each other for several months now. And I've, Jordan, I've just enjoyed getting to know you. And man, I feel like, uh, you know, like an enthusiastic spectator watching how life has gone for you and your business and how uh, it's growing and there's so much momentum to it. Uh, I've obviously I've been a a recipient of your services and thankful for that. Very helpful. And, uh, we're going to talk about your business and we're going to talk about everything that you do and, and, and the service that you provide and what you're doing, see your, your background there and your, your limitless background there. But, uh, you know, one of the things I love about you, Jordan, is your story and just kind of how, you know, when I think about an entrepreneur, I really think about you and I think about the journey that you've been on. And, and uh, so I don't want to tell your story. I want to hear you tell your story. Uh, so talk about like, how did you get to where you're, where you are now, like what, what transpired. And then I know you've got this really great thought that is a part of this whole journey that I think, I think everyone listening can really resonate with. And so I can't wait till we get to that part too, but so go ahead and yeah. talk about just kind of how you got to doing what you're doing now.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks for that. That great introduction, right? Oh, yeah, uh, I, like I was being introduced to somebody who's about to run for Congress or something like that. Thank <laughs> you. Very much. Um, Yeah. So, uh, and same goes to you. I have really enjoyed knowing you over the last couple months. Excited to see where Leaders Fuel has been and is going to continue to go and thankful to be able to be a small part of that today. Um, So, talking through my story a little bit, uh, I think you know, my story starts with, um, I I am a healthcare provider, I am a physical therapist. And so um, my goal was all along was to be able to find my own path and being able to chart my own path, to be able Mm -hmm. to do something unique that's not already available in the big box healthcare system, Mm -hmm. while also being able to survive to not be that, that small fish that just gets gobbled up. So I, I started in the, in the corporate healthcare, system because yeah. that's pretty much the only place that you you can start and to be honest i i met a lot of great people and received a lot of great training and oh, sure along the way that yeah. is truly really invaluable to my journey so mm-hmm. i have nothing negative to say at all about the people that i worked with and the time that i had there yeah um, but I always knew that I was certainly meant for for something more. Uh, so after doing the whole residency, fellowship, postgrad training, uh, and really kind of trying to hone my skills for the first four or five years after I mm-hmm. after I got my doctorate, I sure. an opportunity just kind of fell into my lap as some opportunities do. Mm -hmm. Uh, When my daughter was born a little over two years ago, I was going to take some time off to be with her. And I had two patients that I was seeing at the time that ultimately came up with my business idea where they basically said, Hey, we don't want to bounce around from therapist to therapist while you're gone. What if we were to just pay you to come see us at home and try to create this clinical experience here? Um, and so two things happened there. First thing was is that they decided after those two weeks of me doing that for them that they were never going back to the traditional clinical experience. Yeah, that's. Great. I kind of decided, hey, I like this a lot better too. Yeah, that's a uh, great. So a business idea was born out of that. That was kind of yeah. cool, and then that was almost two years ago now. Okay. Um, so it's gone from seeing a few patients in their home to. You know, having having a full fledged business with three other therapists and an admin and uh, trying to continue to to grow.
0: Hey, that's uh, okay. So so much there, and I want to be careful because I've I have so many questions I want to ask you here, but I okay. also want to get to uh, this idea that you want to share too. But so let me ask you this bit though. You, what I clearly understood is probably even when you were going through your schooling and all that, you had this sort of independent idea that your own pathway. So how, what influenced that for you? What do you think, if you think back on that, what was feeding that idea for you?
1: So I think it it came from an early age with the fact that my, so my dad was an entrepreneur. He started his own business and Got to grow something from the ground up where same thing. So he he works in video production. He was actually a part of the video production department for a large company. Mm-hmm. Their department got eliminated and he decided, yeah. hey, I'm just going to take this and do my own yeah. thing. Yeah. One of his biggest victories was as he turned around and created a business to where guess who his first and number one client was? The company that had just eliminated <laughs> his department. That's right? great. So uh, I did grow up with, with that idea yeah. in mind of like, this idea of you know punching the time clock with a 9 to 5 and needing your two or three weeks of paid time off and sick leave and this and that i just that was not my dream that maybe that's the american dream for some people but that was never my dream because that's not that's not the life i ever lived i feel like the value that we get from some autonomy and some independence outweighs any of that other stuff that corporate America often kind of offers us and and ultimately keeps us hooked with.
0: Yeah. The perceived kind of security of that, right. That, that, and, and, okay. You know, what's fascinating and I hope people, I don't want people to miss this is that you had a model for, for this idea in your own father. And, and so that was a part of your environment. If you don't mind, I want to tell this really quick story about, uh, I, I I love this is this is a really cool thing that happened with my family because I I think that people can get this so we're driving home we're we're um going through Birmingham Alabama and there was a detour and we got we decided hey let's get off the road and we're kind of taking back roads and we ended up in these gorgeous neighborhoods just beautiful neighborhoods and I was noticing, you know, along with, oh, look at that house. There there started to be kind of this negative vibe to the conversation, right? And sort of negativity attaching to what we're seeing. And I stopped the car and I said, hold on. (laughs) I said, the only reason why you're saying something negative about that house right there is because you don't see yourself in it Mm -hmm. because you feel detached from that. Remember, there are kids that are growing up in that house. That's all they ever know. Mm-hmm. You think they think that there's something wrong with the way they they're living or the house? I said, look, you, you, what I'm trying to tell you is you could be the person to live in that house right there. There's nothing stopping you. And so the idea what, the, for you, you were the kid in the house with the entrepreneur and you saw your dad go from the secure quote unquote life of being in this big thing to guess what life had its way of pushing you out and impressing upon you the idea hey you could do this on your own Mm -hmm. and you could do this in an independent way and and in the way that not everyone's going to choose to do it and then so that came with you uh so let me ask you this question Uh, one one more question that i really want to hear so one of the things that i've seen is a person like yourself you go through a tremendous amount of training to be able to do what you do mm-hmm. and while it helps you to know about physic in your case physical therapy right it doesn't necessarily prepare you to run the business of the physical therapy okay. so so you know i have a brother who's a lawyer to has a law degree and he was explaining to me, you know, not only did they not help us to understand how to actually practice law, I didn't even know where to sign up for the bar exam when I was done with my schooling. And I think that's a fairly universal thing. I'd like to hear your experience with that and just your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, so you're 100% correct. And I'll even take it back a step further of saying sure. they don't even really make it much of an option or an idea that you would start your own practice. Yeah. It's more of a, you're going to learn these skills so that you can go join the big system over here and become a cog in the wheel,
0: Yeah.
1: right? For lack yeah. of a better word. So the reason that that training isn't isn't happening is because that's that's not even a part of the, right. the, the, the setup. It's not, yeah. hey, let's give you these skills so that you can go and kind of chart your own path and make your own way and and kind of move the profession forward. It's,
0: mm.
1: hey, w- w- we just need we need more worker bees. So this is how, this is how you can be a successful worker bee. Sure. So I'm sure your follow-up question to that is, well, then where did I figure all this out? And yeah, right. um, I think coaching and mentorship has been tremendously beneficial for me along the way. Um, and in full transparency, I haven't done any formal coaching with Rick here at all, other than mm-hmm. just picking the brain from time to time. <laughs> I have had some industry specific people that have helped me tremendously. Yes. Um, but I will say it's it's been amazing to see um, people who have walked kind of parallel journeys with me and that they have um, taken the leap around the same time I have. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of the major differences and again, not that that we feel like we need to compare one another's success. One of the major differences in our journey is the fact that I just, I saw the value in investing in mentorship and coaching early on because I needed somebody who could have the telescope and actually look and see some of the stuff that was ahead while I was just bailing water on the ship, just trying to keep us afloat. Um, I think that was immensely beneficial and honestly, Mm -hmm. something that I will continue to invest in probably for the rest of my professional life yeah uh, and i've also known that there have been coaches that were extremely and coaches and mentors that were extremely beneficial for me at different phases there you of you go the yeah like the yeah. person that literally helped me from the hey here's what you need to do to get your llc and all uh-huh, that setup. Uh-huh. here's how you need to market yourself to here's how you need to set yourself up for to be a business and not just a, a side project and a hobby. yeah
0: Yeah. Well, listen, I want to share with you a couple of things. One is yesterday. I just had a conversation with a gentleman who has done very well in life, but he was telling me even in his first business, when he was making, uh, from the business, it was his own business, 27,000. What was he was taking? He was also spending $18,000 on a, on a coach. And he Mm -hmm. was just sharing with me how, how beneficial that was. And of course, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid already, right? But um, also, listen, just this week, I'm, I made a choice to make a tremendous investment in my own growth through a process where for myself and for leaders fuel, I'm taking on a coach and and a mentor at an incredibly high level. I'm, it's such an opportunity. I don't, this isn't about me, so I don't want to share that in this moment, but I'm just sharing the idea that uh, these investments that we make on in ourselves, they are the things that take us from just being busy, being busy, and, and 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 putting a lot of blood, sweat, and tears and energy to really having strategic clarity about what we're doing and taking some very specific action steps that become very pivotal and and move mm-hmm. us, uh, you know, to, yeah. to higher levels. And and ultimately, here's the thing what it's helped you do is provide your services to so many more people Mm -hmm. and do it in a way that's very effective. And like I said, I was, I've been a recipient of it and you know, I think it's a great, I love the model for it. So there are some other dynamics and I know there's one particular thing that I I feel like what you're, what we're going to talk about here, people are going to really a lot of people are going to nod their heads and kind of lean in and, and, and I don't, I'm going to let you. So, so, so talk about this idea, this other thing that you feel like that it's something that we need to have more conversations around as entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah. So when you and I were um, just having the brief conversation, talking about what we wanted to talk about um, Mm -hmm. in our discussion today, Mm -hmm. um, I felt like one of the things that I've really come a long way on through my entrepreneurial journey over the last almost two years now is this idea of understanding and and knowing my worth and not my worth from this like ephemeral spiritual standpoint, like Mm -hmm. actually knowing tangibly, like what value I bring to the table uh, for the people that I serve. Um, I think that was probably one of the hardest things for me to comprehend early on, because what's the one of the first decisions you have to make when you start a business? How much am I going to charge?
0: Yes. Yeah
1: that's a really, it's a really hard question for a lot of people, right? Because you're getting into the, uh, the depths there of like, okay, well, how much is my time worth? Mm -hmm. How much is my expertise worth? How much is my communication style worth? Like, how do I somehow like package that all together and still find a way to pay the bills, but also not be the person that's asking people to break the bank just to spend an hour with me. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I'll be honest and say, it's been a journey for me too. I yes. have been in business for two years. My price has changed four times.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: Right. And it's, it's never gone down. It's always gone up and it's yeah. not because, um, it's not because we weren't making ends meet Sure. because ultimately we were legitimately, and I'm curious if, if you've gotten this feedback or if, if anyone you've spoken to has gotten this feedback, I was getting feedback early on from people who were happy customers saying, you're not charging me enough for
0: this. Yeah. That was
1: the most unexpected feedback I've ever received.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I have heard that. I just heard it a week ago from someone who told me, who told me that. And he said to me, by the way, in this, he said, look, I've got another coach. We're doing this specific thing and I'm doing this with you. I'm spending a lot less time with this person and spending a lot more money And it's good, it's helpful, but what you and I are doing together is so much more valuable. You're not charging enough. So, so so I've had conversations like that. I think it's wonderful. Uh, But go ahead. I I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt your flow. Yeah.
1: So I was just going to say. So I mean, but ultimately, I do believe that you have. You do have to to charge for whatever you're doing, you have to charge what you, you think you're worth. Yeah, And that is unfortunate for some people that they don't think they're worth very much, be, but I don't think someone should command a $5,000 price when they feel like they're worth a hundred dollars mm-hmm. because people see right through that, right? Like yeah. if, if you yeah. don't own that, if you don't genuinely feel and kind of exude the value of, of what it is that you bring to the table, mm-hmm. when you're asking somebody to 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 give a lot more than what you think it's worth, they're never going to believe that it's worth that much. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so that's why I've had to incrementally uh change my price, is because that's been kind of the process in my own journey of literally just having conversations or opportunities. Um, I'll give if you don't mind me sharing a story, I'll Got give it, no, go you a day of um a situation with uh a patient that happened. And this patient's actually a physician. So somebody you would think is, is pretty knowledgeable and and understands the inner workings of the, the healthcare system. Uh Um, This was someone who um, had come across our services, but was also at a traditional in-network clinic, getting physical therapy services, had actually seen one of my therapists on my team before and gotten fantastic results mm-hmm. for a problem mm-hmm. that problem had popped back up, but they had decided to to go back in network to the yeah, clinic that they had right. been seeing before. And that was fine. I mean, we certainly want people to make their own decisions, but what ultimately happened is this, this situation got got bungled big time to where this person ends up in the operating room instead, two weeks later because of someone that, that didn't do a great job mm-hmm. and then has a stroke in the recovery room God after the word. surgery yeah. they have. So now, You know, instead of seeing us for that, that little thing that had popped Uh up again, now all of a sudden we're doing post-stroke rehabilitation for this person. I mean, life-changing scenario. And I I certainly hope people, this doesn't come across as egotistical to go like, well, if he'd have just gone with us, we would have saved his life. Right. Time, right. Like going back to this conversation of like, that was truly like a a value and worth situation of either that person didn't Uh truly. Understand the value that we bring to the table, yeah or we do a good job of of educating and helping that person understand, and ultimately that that decision had some consequences to it and it's yeah it's, that's the case, but those hap- those stories happen quite m- more often than we would like to believe.
0: Yeah. Well, there's so many dynamics about what you're talking about. This is a, I I love this discussion and I, and I, I would love for other people to be involved in this discussion. So there's a couple of things at play here. One of the things that, that I, I want to say, because I want people to understand, you are not and you said that you're not operating from a spirit of greed. This is not, right. Hey, let's just see the maximum amount of money I can get because I want more money for, as an end unto itself. You know, we're right now with the power plant mastermind group, we're going through the science of getting rich. Mm-hmm. It is completely contrary of what you might think it is. Right. and But the idea is the use of money mm-hmm. and look, your business and your family have very real needs. You have very real expenses. Mm-hmm. And if not just to sustain what you're doing, but to be able to grow and and be responsible with your business, it takes a certain amount of money. Yeah. So there's the real needs of that. So we're not, and again, as you rightly said, you're not just speaking about your ego, but I don't, I think it's wrong for us to deny that our feelings get involved in this. And, and so let me tell you some things that I've learned. One great thing I've learned is we can often be the worst person to decide what our prices should be. Mm -hmm. And it, we know this because you and I have had the same journey and I bet there are hundreds of other people out there is your prices start here and they go here and then here and then here look i know what i'm charging today is not what i'm going to be charging in the future i know that
1: right
0: so there's a few things in place but the idea is that you let your clients and your customers tell you when it's time to increase your fees right and you know if i'm in a retail business for example i'm going to do that by doing an incremental increase sales drop off well net effect what was the net of that right Right. but if i do you know this increase and all of a sudden sales plummet well that was a bad net effect my customers told me that they don't perceive but if i do a big increase and sales stay the same well clearly i wasn't charging enough for what i'm doing and also i hope people will hear this what i've learned is if you're actually doing something of value, and and if you don't believe, then let's have a conversation, okay? I can help you with that. But when you really understand that you are providing something of value, what's really happening a lot of times is not anything to do with the value of what you're providing. And it certainly has nothing to do with your personal worth as a human being. Right. Oftentimes, however, regardless of what your fees are, regardless of what your fees are, it has everything to do with the readiness of the individual. Yep. Okay. So uh, what I've experienced is that there are plenty of times that in this moment, that individual is not ready for this right yes. now. <laughs> But that's okay because guess what? I've seen plenty of those people come back around mm-hmm. and it's a moment of readiness. And it can be all kinds of things. You mentioned, for example, hey, I've had different coaches at different times for different things. Well, you had a moment you had a readiness for exactly that that help at that time. Right. It had nothing to do with the value of any of those people comparative to the others. Yeah. It's just that in that moment. So there's that understanding. Now, I think also. There is credibility and notoriety that goes goes with it. I mentioned that I'm I've made an investment. Well, look, I'm making an investment with someone that I has been a mentor of mine from a distance for a long time and has done major major things. So I I need no more convincing about this person's credibility. Right. 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 I don't need a, a couple of sessions to go. Is this worth my dime? Right? Right. right. So there is that where we're willing. And and there are people that do what I do that for smaller amounts of their time, they get paid what a lot of people would make in a year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That, so that, so there is a, what I'm saying is there is a pathway that people go along and I'm not suggesting that we all are trying to reach this fame where we just make tons Mm -hmm. of money just for showing up and breathing the air. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not like that. It's just that understanding that this is a journey that you go on Mm -hmm. and your credibility over time increases. And, and, you know, it does happen that your prices increase and, you know, the cost of your business increases, you have more people. Mm -hmm. And so. Mm -hmm. I think so so those are the facts. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I think, so we talked about this, knowing your worth part, I Mm -hmm. think, you, the, your understanding of your worth evolves as you actually understand what it is that you're selling, yeah. right? That's actually yeah. been what has ultimately changed my approach to pr- approach to price. Mm-hmm. And the example I can give is like uh, Carowinds versus Disney, right? Mm-hmm. Why would people pay three or four times what they would chart, what they would pay to get into Carowinds to go to Disney? Yeah. Well, it's not that the Disney's roller coasters are faster, right. it's not that funnel cakes taste better It's not that any of that kind of stuff, it's because Disney understands that they are selling an experience, right? Whereas Carowinds understands that people want to get on some roller coasters and eat some fair food and play some games. And that's cool. Mm -hmm. That's kind of been the same thing with my business is that if if it's just the transactional thing, if the only value that I bring to the table is physical therapy, they can find physical therapy on just about any street corner for Mm -hmm. half the price of what I feel like it's worth. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if we're actually selling an experience mm-hmm. uh, that is something that they can't attain or achieve anywhere else, yeah. then people will line up and just ask you how much it costs. And I'll okay. just say, I, I, I know that you're the person that could solve my problem. Just tell me how much it costs and let's do it.
0: Totally uh, agree.
1: But that that's, I think that has been kind of a marker of this journey too, is not that my my service has all, all of a sudden become more valuable. It's that mm-hmm. I've understood that the worth actually comes from what it is that we're actually bringing to the table and it has nothing to do with what i can do with my hands or the exercises that i can prescribe or any of that kind of stuff it's the actual experience that it looks yeah. like to work with us versus some other big box setup ah, that's, that's wonderful
0: and and if a person takes the time to do the all of the real math and when they look at the fees that they would pay you and they look right. at what the all in cost is of going to the big box store they're actually coming out on a better end by paying you. Right. Oh, yeah. And, and, right. and, and uh, you know, there is the element of, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, right? 100%. So services like yours are, uh, you know, I've been fortunate to have been under chiropractic care, for example, my entire life. Chiropractic care honestly saved my life in its own way. And that's a whole other story, but I'm just yeah. saying that Uh, It showed me that there was another way than the mainstream way of doing healthcare. And I've had that all of my life. And uh, I also have recognized that there's some preventative things that I've done by being under chiropractic care that have saved me other costs. Mm -hmm. And I've had experiences where uh, I had ended up in, in an emergency room for something and I see the cost of all that and I go, wow, it is worth every penny I spend to prevent things like this happening. So, um, so, so there is that, uh, you know, when we're thinking about the value, there are just some factors like that, that, that can be considered. And there's another thing though, let me tell you, there's one element we haven't touched on and I think we'd be doing people a, a disservice if we didn't. Yep. And that is this, and I, and I have to say, this is kind of what I'm pressing into right now. And that is this people pay attention to what they pay for. Mm -hmm. And that is just, there, there's a real thing about it. I think it's a great thing. It's not a negative thing. It's just that when we have some cost in something, we have more buy-in really buy-in and, and listen, I, again, not to get too ethereal, but I see money as an, a, a spiritually energetic resource. Mm-hmm. And there's something about when, where we put our money, that there's something about our heart that goes where our money goes. Mm-hmm. So what I've found is often I'm actually doing people a disservice by not charging them enough for what it is we're doing. Mm-hmm. And again, when you go back to the, you know, Look, for me, if I, the, one of the great privileges of my life has been, I have been absolutely spoiled by transformation. And when I'm doing coaching, it, it, I, I'm going to engage with people in some incredibly transformational processes. Right. And it's not, and and again, it's an internal thing. It's an external thing. I was doing an, an exercise a couple of times this week where, you know, different people we were just working through something and the person was like where w- i needed this 15 years ago oh my word in the last 15 minutes what what's happened here could have changed my whole life 15 years ago and then you know i have other people who the way that they look at everything is different. The way they run their company, every interaction that they're having with people is different. And the, everyone's happier. They're making more money. And so it, it there's an immense value to it. And sometimes it's difficult to quantify that exactly. But my point is, is that if I'm not charging people enough that they engage, they understand, hey, I'm going to show up and engage, mm-hmm. I could be doing them a terrible disservice because they're not going to get the value that awaits them. The potential that it's all there, right? It is all there. And look, it's not about me. I participate in it. There are some things that I bring to the table, right? right. But it's the process. Mm-hmm. And it's, you said like with Disney, it's the experience. So yeah. uh. My point is, is that I think that that's something for people to think into is, look, you may be holding back with this hesitation of like, oh, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't dare charge people this much money. Mm-hmm. But you might want to stop and ask yourself, how dare I not charge people enough money for what that's I'm right. doing? Yep. And what are your thoughts about that?
1: Yeah, I love that. And so that's, this has come up on multiple occasions. And I'll, I'll answer that and take a little different spin on it too, in that. Um, something that I try to uh, espouse and, and my team espouses as well is that um, we're the experts at what mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. And so part of what you're paying for when you see an expert in anything is their ability to actually like chart a course for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then it's okay if the course that I chart for you and we kind of lay out, this is what it's going to look like from now to the supposed finish line and this is what that's going to look like from a price standpoint and then we don't have to then decide to when someone goes i don't know if i can do that is there any way you can like cut that in half it's okay for us to go i don't know if 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 we're the right fit then because in order for us to like deliver the care and the experience that we're talking about that we deliver that you've read about and heard about yeah this is what we're going to have to do. The the us working together like once a month for 30 minutes is not going to be the same thing as yeah. us, us working together two or three times a week for the next two or three weeks. Like yeah. I get that may be more financially affordable for you, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're not delivering the same product anymore. Right. So, exactly. Like, you, you do have to become a little bit uh, um, unapologetic is a word that we use oftentimes. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Right. It's like we help people, but this is the way that we do it. And it doesn't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. It happens because this works. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah I, I, I totally agree. And so then there have been people that, that come around and they go, All right, you know what? You're right. Like I owe it to myself. Mm-hmm. And it's funny that when I talk about knowing your worth, it often comes down to that conversation. With a person that's having a hard time with the price conversation on the other end, is that because the reason they're not committing to it a lot of times is not because they don't have the money, it's because they don't think they're worth that investment.
0: Either, and there you right? go. That's right? such a wonder. I'm so glad you said that. Right? I'm so glad you said and, and and I think that goes right back to a person's readiness in this moment. And right. what you're helping them do is become ready. Right. and understand and, and 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 this gets into and so much more of the that we could go on and the, uh, how much our limiting beliefs are a factor in our businesses and I would love to have more conversations about that cool. um, let me just ask is there anything that we've left on the table at this moment that you want to share on this topic or anything about your journey that you want you want to share
1: no, this opportunity has been great. Thank you. Um, I, I love what you're doing. I love your audience. I love the value that that you're bringing to the table. Um, yeah, I just say, if if nothing else, uh, the the kind of summary of of kind of the theme that we talked about today is this idea of um, not not being apologize not apologizing, not being afraid to um, demand what you're worth for your time, for your service, for whatever. And then understanding, I mean, maybe the, I guess the last part of that is once you know what you're worth, then you also maybe understand that not every person or situation is the right situation for you, right? Like being able to say no is, is a good thing. Once you've got that understanding of knowing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Outstanding. Well, thanks for all of that now. Okay. I want to hear. Again, I mentioned limitless and mm-hmm. and we know you're doing physical therapy, but tell mm-hmm. us all about your business and what you do, and what do people need to know about what
1: you do? Yeah, so thanks for asking that i'll I'll try to give you the 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 most concise version here um, for clarity's sake. Um, so my company is called Limitless Therapy and Wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a part of a team of five now. Um, we are all licensed physical therapists. But we have tried to attack this idea of the outpatient physical therapy world. Um, try to take the bull by the horns and change things a little bit. So here's how it's a little different. So the first and maybe most unique part about what we do is that we certainly bring our service to people's doorsteps. So mm-hmm. uh, whether that is at their actual home or apartment, whether that's meeting them at the gym, whether that's meeting them at the golf course, or the tennis court, whether that's mm-hmm. meeting them at their private office one of the most common objections that I found clinically to actually getting someone to be able to complete a course of care was this idea of life getting in the way, right? How many times does that get in the way in other aspects, right? And so I certainly wanted to try to provide a way to where that reason or that excuse was no longer something that was on the table because we have people that, yep, we meet them at the tennis court one day and then their office the next time in the gym, the next time, and then we see them at home while their kid's napping. The next time we do whatever it takes to make sure that people get the care that they so desperately need. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other part of that is that we are a concierge practice, which just means that we work for our clients directly. There's, yeah. there's no one else with their hand in the pot or no one else steering the ship. So we don't have to operate under a physician's order. We don't have to work under the corporate healthcare system that tells mm-hmm. you how often or how long or how many visits or anything like that, we get to contract directly with our patients and create a plan of care that is going to help them get to their end point in the journey, their goals, regardless of what anyone else would like to have to say about that. And they can make an educated decision going forward about um, being able to, to partner with us in in getting there.
0: Nice. Well, it's great stuff. I, it's such a, a wonderful model and, Uh, I see that the need for this is not going to diminish or go away. It's only going to increase. Mm -hmm. And I also think that there's something about someone who's been on an entrepreneurial journey for a while. There is a certain healthy kind of independence that people have. And that means that, again, there, there are great times to be in. You said the term big box and to be in systems like that. But just the very idea that there might be another way to do this, I think the people that are on the entrepreneurial journey have seen that play out in their lives over and over again. And I think they tend to be very open to doing things that aren't the traditional big box way of doing things. And so I, you know, look, my hope and prayer is that people are going to listen to this and they're going to be clamoring to find your contact information, yeah. which I'm going to include. It's going to be yeah. all on here. People are going to have a <laughs> way to get a hold of you and and um, that it'll just be a massive benefit to you and to the people that need your services. So, so I appreciate yeah. you for that. And thanks for being a part of Leaders Fuel Daily.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. Very much. <laughs>